After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. What goes rare, rare? Ah. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Coming up on the show today, it's the return of everybody's favorite segment, Andy's Corner. Is that what we call it? <laughs> I think so. I guess we call it That's Andy's Corner. That's what you Corner. and I colloquially refer to it as. Well, a while back, I think I just had like a one-off commercial I wanted to talk about, and we didn't know how to package it for the show, so I said, I'll just create a little segment called Andy's Corner. But then right. now we have Mission Creep because Build today's... Build a huge edifice for a tiny object. Right. Well, now we've built a huge edifice for a um, big object which is the <laughs> main topic today i just have a bunch of commercials i want to talk about i don't know what to tell you you come up with all these clever themes for your shows Veeves, but the truth is i don't watch a lot of um i don't watch that much right. tv you, you don't you don't have the breadth to establish a true theme i just like what happened was i baseball's back <laughs> as i like to say the crack of the bat the roar of the pandemic that's right baseball's back and because of that i've actually been watching a lot of live television now it's mostly you know root sports and whatever commercials are on there but just so you know this is not that annual show i used to do where i'd like play all these uh baseball related commercials out <laughs> here on the radio it was everybody's least favorite segment um these are just these aren't sports related in any way they're just commercials i've been seeing a lot in rotation because i'm back behind the television thanks to baseball that right. makes sense probably a better way to put that yeah no i think you got it i got there eventually but then Speaking of baseball, you throw me a little curveball mm -hmm. uh, near the end of uh, the prep today. You said, well, you have some stuff you want to throw in, too. So that means it's also I the have return. A stuff. <laughs> you have a stuff you want to talk stuff. about. So that's going to be the return of another segment called Genevieve Takeover. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. We had a yeah, Genevieve Takeover I'm segment. I'm here every week. Yeah, I know. I remember. I'm here every week. I don't remember anything. What's your point? <laughs> um, so anyway, what what's going to be in these segments? I'll tell you what. I have a delightful, this, this is not a sentence you hear often, I have a delightful government PSA I want to share with you. I can't wait to share it with you. Great. It's great. It's about antibiotics. It's wonderful. It's laugh out loud funny. I can't wait probably built it up too much but i do like it uh plus some really fun stuff from uh fred armison uh that's where we get things like this what goes rare ah. all will be explained and a, a pair of commercials that i hate so much genevieve i can't even think about the words to describe to you how angry they make me. yeah i can see that your notes are in the show sheet are copious um yes they are exactly it's, it's a, a real sort of manifesto it's a 15 second commercial with literally eight seconds of action that is so <laughs> confusing <laughs> i watched it a hundred times in the wild Today I had you've to written, pause it. You've written a veritable screed about step it. Step by step. It's just a step by step explanation of what is happening in eight <laughs> seconds. That's all those notes are for real. They're not even. They're not we even should, my opinion. We should totally chuck this podcast and just do. Who who is it? Those guys who do like the Star Wars one minute oh, at yeah. a time. We should do like this commercial one second at a time. One second every week. It is a fifteen second commercial that has eight seconds of action and it is so terrible and an assault on the senses and. 
too many things happen too quickly. I know I sound old, but I don't care. I stand by it. Anyway, stay tuned for that. Um, and also, we have your stuff, Genevieve Takeover, and an ad counselor found a fascinating clip, Genevieve. I don't think you've seen this yet. I love it. Actually, send it in saying, ah, you guys probably can't use it. Well, guess what? We can use it. It explains the background. It's an interview with somebody involved in that Mandy Patinkin dead teenager commercial. Wow, the gift that keeps on giving. I know, three weeks in a row that's made its appearance. So anyway, a lot to get to today. Let's start off with some Andy's Corner. I feel like we got to have a better name for this. And now, a few minutes with Andy. (laughs) Old man, look at my life. I consider myself. (laughs) To be an absolutely dead center, normal, average American. My opinion that a great many women have one thing in common. They spend too much time and money fooling around with their hair. I don't use foul language, and I don't like to hear anyone else use it either. It's a fancy bottle. I bet that bottle costs more than the water. When does a rainforest lose its virginity anyway? You know, do I sound older in those clips? I almost feel like I I sound older there. You sound smarter. I do sound smarter. Better red. Um, all right, so welcome to Andy's Corner. Let's start with. I feel like they say at the beginning, "A few minutes with Andy." Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what we should call it. A few minutes with Andy. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Let's do that. Um, I'm gonna start. This is kind of like my own personal little cheese and G's sort of, or, or ad collades and admonishments, I guess. I'm gonna start with one that I don't love, and I'm sorry to start on the negative side of things, but we got to get it out of the way. Um, this is for the Washington Lottery, or officially called Washington's Lottery, for whatever that's worth. Okay. Not super interesting, but something I discovered today. And they have these Department of Imagination commercials, right? And we've talked about them before on the show. What's the one we talked about? That she's jumping into, like, cream cheese? Yeah, there's one where uh, uh, someone says, "If I," the, the premise is, if I won, I would do X crazy thing, and then they... Um, you know, bring that fantasy to life in some way. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad idea for yeah, selling a lottery. Yeah, it's a good idea. There's one where a woman says, I would fill a whole swimming pool with sour cream. Oh, yeah. And so they show her diving in. Yeah, right. Or was it ranch dressing? It might oh, have been ranch. Oh, I think it was ranch dressing. You're which right. I don't even understand. Do people who like ranch want to jump into it? That one would start to be on the edge for me. Like, others were more like straightforward kind of fantasies. I'd buy a boat and take my father-in-law fishing and have a great... You know, whatever. That's maybe a little bit boring. There was one something along those lines. Or, or no, they hired a scuba diver to go underwater and hook fish. Hook crazy big a, fish. So that somebody could impress their friends. Like that I kind of liked. And I think these ideas of what would you do if you won the lottery actually are coming from real people tweeting at Washington Lottery. There's That's some, certainly how it's presented. Yeah, yeah, so I like that idea. I like that interaction. But they've, they've, I feel like they've lost their way. And yeah, I think they've kind of lost the plot on You these. agree with me on I that. Do. Yeah, because this one is a Department of Imagination commercial. What would you do if you won the lottery? You don't know. One thing I like is you don't know what it's for, so it does kind of hook you. But we see a bunch of animals through the view of a smartphone. So it's going to start with like a yippy dog that's bark, bark, barking. And then we see it through the view of a smartphone. And then we hear what it's actually saying as it's barking. And then um, there is a parrot that we'll see later. Oh, there's a cat on the outside of a screen wanting to come in. And what we're hearing is what these animals are trying to communicate with us. Oh, why? Why are my legs so short? It's freezing up here. I gotta go. Here's the cat. Guys, you'll pay for this. After this, move on the bench press. Gerbil. Crunchies. In a then wheel. Right in the, sauna. the whole process is so easy. Now, this is a parrot 
Eating an ice cream cone, I have so many problems with this. This final animal is a parrot eating an ice cream cone, holding the ice cream cone. So clearly it's a mini ice cream cone that is or like- a giant parrot. Or a giant monster parrot. But I, I think it's a tiny ice cream cone and it's talking about how it gets its ice cream cones. Uh, kid gets his cone, I swoop in, parents get the kid a new one. Mm, like clockwork, I tell you. If I won, I'd invent a pet- translator hashtag let's imagine together washington's lottery yes okay first of all are you stealing mini ice cream cones an ice cream cone that would fit in a bird's hand like that (laughs) must be just so it must be the size of a doll's ice cream what are we building a school for ants (laughs) um that drives me crazy but also and i think i think i'm stealing your hot take here but there's something wrong with this commercial, and I think one of the things is winning the lottery doesn't make it able make you able to change reality. That was my are you obje- also a scientist? Yeah, now? that was also my objection to it, which was all of the other fantasies, outlandish though they might be, were possible in the physical universe that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. But if someone could invent a pet translator, we don't need someone to win the lottery to do that. Someone would do it. Right. It's not. It can't be done. They're just coming up with more and more outlandish stuff, which, you know, I think this was in this campaign where I think it might even been the first one. Somebody is like at some fancy party or a wedding or something. And then somebody like kind of comes in. Government officials come in and they say, we need you right away to save the country. It's it's at your high school reunion. uh, Your high school reunion. And it's like if I won the lottery, I'd hire people to make it seem like I'm in a really important government spy or something along those lines. And you were like, that's a fun fantasy. What is this shit? Yeah, that's fantastic. And of course, unrealistic. But it is it doesn't break any sort of sci- any rules of the universe, you know? Yeah. Okay, I feel like I have a lot of energy around that, but not a lot to say. So let me move on. I don't know why that one irks me. It just does irk me for, I guess, the reason stated and something more that I can put my finger on. But I came across another one when I was looking for that online today, Vives. I have not seen this one in the, in the wild, but it's another Department of Imagination commercial. Um, we see a, a woman probably in her 20s walking with her boyfriend who is, I guess, also in his 20s. I'm sorry, I started that sentence and I didn't know how to end it. So they're walking through the woods together. (sighs) Honey, will you marry me? She gets down on one knee and uh, pulls out a ring traditional style. (laughs) Will you marry me? Yes. Now we see him in a bunch of other scenarios. They're in a yoga class. Will you? Mm -hmm. Paintball, pizza, tattoo parlor. Marry me. And then at the end, we see them like kind of just exhausted, laying on the ground on their wedding and said, if I won, I'd propose to my boyfriend every day. She wants to use the money to find creative ways to propose every single day. What do you think of this commercial? I don't hate it. Nor do I. And I think I'm won over by the gen- the, the stereotypical gender reversal. I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I think that's nice, too. It certainly like makes it a little more interesting. Um, I think some of the ways that they have for propose are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it's kind of fun to imagine this couple like, you know, having a year of a, a, an engagement year where every day they do something fun because they can afford to. And he knows at the end of whatever activity they're going to do, he's going to like get a, supr- uh, you know, a surprise, quote unquote, uh, proposal. I think that's a sweet idea. I, I do too. And again, like and I'm somebody who's very much on the record, kind of like I, I get very eye rolly about like 
big proposals, especially when they were all going viral and you're like, why right. are you doing this? I'm are happy to tell you yourself? there was not a flash mob in any exactly. of the scenarios. Exactly. And, and I do think that, you know, I definitely have some hangups about like this idea we've set up for marriage where the women are always waiting for the guy to pop the question. Then, of course, I will. That's not how I would love to see the world go. Um, and so I do think that the gender reversal on this really kind of helps. And then I kind of accept the rest of it as well. Yeah, I also think they're a sweet looking couple. Yep. Um, they're they're sort of like normal to aspirational. So moving on to my next commercial here, this is the delightful one from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that I wanted to play for you. It's a very stereotypical uh, kind of domestic lunch scene. We see a mom in her kitchen. She's making peanut butter. She's about to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for her kids. She calls them down for lunch, and then she proceeds to make the sandwiches in front of them. And I'm not even going to tell you how. I want to get your reaction. Kids, time for lunch. Every tool has a purpose. You just have to use the right tool for the job. So she puts an apple down on the counter and then pulls out a giant drill with like a pretty heavy bit in it. Yeah. And starts drilling into the apple. The kids look mortified but then put on safety glasses while she starts doing this. Antibiotics are the right tool to treat certain infections caused by bacteria. They're the wrong tool for viruses such as colds and flu. So now she's just drilling into all kinds of fruit. It's splashing all all over the kitchen like a Gallagher show. <laughs> Sandwich, anyone? When they aren't needed, antibiotics won't help you. And the side effects could still hurt you. So now she takes the drill bit, which is kind of flat on one side, and starts just like digging peanut butter out of the jar and smearing it onto a piece of bread, which just immediately is destroyed. The kitchen is destroyed. And uh, I think the whole point here is that you got to have the right tools for the job. Hurt you. Time to make the bed. Ask your doctor when an antibiotic is the right tool and when it's not. Visit cdc.gov slash antibiotic dash use. And then at the very end, <laughs> the little boy takes a little food out of his sister's hair and eats it. I'm really curious to know how this mom who wildly misunderstands what tools are for is going to make the bed. Exactly. It ends on it, a good little it, like it joke. It really, really makes you want to know what she's going to do. Is this not one of the best PSAs you've seen as far as like just surprise, attention getting and jokiness? I mean, it's attention getting. I think it's it's interesting and fun. I have to say, I'm not sure that the message would stay with me. Hmm, really? Like I understand what it's, I understand the metaphor it's making that antibiotics aren't always, like there's a, I think a, a wide misconception that anytime you're sick, antibiotics will help. And of course, the misuse and over overuse of antibiotics has led to, you know, antibiotic resistant mm -hmm. uh, strains of of uh, things and bacterial infections that are that are resistant to antibiotics. So there's lots of good reasons to, for this message to be out there. I guess I just it doesn't like. I'm not sure that like I, it that it uh, fully embeds itself in my mind as a good as a reminder not to use antibiotics but maybe it's for the person who doesn't already know that it's not something that i ever think about but this commercial stuck with me so much even beyond doing it for the podcast that i actually do think about it now it's not something that i mean i know i guess what you said and what the commercial said i guess i knew intellectually but i didn't really know it was a problem so this actually did introduce me to something, and I think of it. Okay, well, I you so you take probably, it from a dumb person. That's what we could name the you segment. Can name the segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I take your word for it. Um, so we have a, a chain of grocery stores around here called Fred Meyer or Fred Meyer's. 
Uh, is it one of those things? Is it? I think it's just Meyer. It's just Fred Meyer. But if you have more than one, it's Fred Meyer's. Take it What's from a Fred's dumb person. Meyer. Oh, you're right. Um, but I think in every other part of the country, they're called Kroger. So, oh, are they the? Yes. They're the Kroger family. Yeah, I had Krogers growing up. So I, I always let's yeah. go Krogering. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, did you? You grew up in the South. I think of Kroger as a Southern thing because we used to drive from Ohio down to Florida for vacations, and that's where I'd see Kroger, like as we got further and further south. What about Farmore, um, like a pharmacy that's also a grocery store? Yeah, I've heard that name. I I couldn't say definitively that it wasn't in my region, but it wasn't one that my family used. Um, it we- became a big family joke. When I say a family joke, this was something that my sister for years and years and years would make fun of me about. Uh, the logo for far more or like the i don't know the text it spells out far more but the r is an rx and mm-hmm. i didn't know what rx's meant so i would always call it farxmore that's a very reasonable mistake to make that's as a right kid. i was only 22 no <laughs> um yeah i was a little kid but then uh they corrected me and my sister just thought it was so funny and she would call it farxmore every time we'd go on vacation um but thanks for taking my side on that one uh anyway so uh, there are these commercials for fred meyer in these adaptations they'll say uh kroger but they're the exact same commercials i've been seeing locally um the i'm going to play them in the order that i experience them because it's important to the narrative here this first one uses the right said fred song i'm too sexy i slowed down there i have the right artist right right said fred i think so yeah um and i heard this commercial playing from the other room when you were watching tv and I thought, oh, this is a good song for a commercial. I'm surprised that we haven't heard, you know, I'm Too Sexy. Everybody knows that song. Yes. Everybody in our generation knows it. I was like, I'm surprised that we don't hear that more. And then I walk into the room and I thought it was an incredible misuse of this song. I expected to be for some fashion line, somebody being sexy. Instead, we see this animated commercial i don't know how to describe the animation it's almost like 3d animation sort of the the figures are very stylized they're very like um their their bodies and heads are little round spheres Mm -hmm. and their little arms and hands are round spheres can i just pause here because you mentioned like oh you can see using i'm too sexy as like a fashion thing Mm -hmm. or something um there's a fashion commercial that i like a lot right now for um, the real real, which is like um, gently used uh, couture that you pay instead of paying two thousand dollars for a pair of Louboutins, you pay, you know, nine hundred dollars, and it's like a steal, right? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I've seen the actual. Um, I find it. But... I find it visually very exciting. It's not okay. really worth playing here because it's just music and and people in these like incredibly. Uh, like over the top fashion forward kinds of clothes mm-hmm. that like normal people could never get away with in a normal setting. But it's kind of cool to see people who like really get fashion wearing mm-hmm. them. Um, I just always like find the commercial very, very interesting. Whatever music they're playing there, it's not that. But it sounds like you sort of envision 
that sort of scenario. Either something where people literally are being sexy or something over the top where people are being ridiculously not sexy. Yeah. But this is a kind of childish cartoon with these characters. And I actually like this animation style. More on that in a moment. But I was hearing the song. And I was like, oh, of course. Why has this not been in more commercials? Not that this is the first time. And then I come in and I see this almost like children's like cartoon. And it's not about being sexy. It's about getting in shape. It's this cartoon character, which is like, a, I guess a middle-aged balding man with a ponytail. I think it's a lady. No, there's a lot of male pattern baldness. Not that women don't have balding issues, but you said that the first time we saw this too. It's very clear that this is, uh, look at the, the the head on this. I'm playing it in advance. Um, you can see heavy balding on the sides of the head with a po- ponytail. See that? I really think it's a lady. Wait, hold on. Oh, I guess you're right. There God, is a balding on so the... Sweet. I, I mean, he's bald almost all the way atop with a little bit of a patch on the, on the top but he's dressed like an 80s jazzercise lady yes. with the kind of leg warmer I will look. admit I was very taken in by the gender signaling aside you were. from the hair the lo- okay. the long ponytail the pink shorts the jazzercise. Mm-hmm. And I think those are supposed to be hairy legs that he has. I think that's also a signal, not uh, leggings, which maybe you thought they were yeah, coming maybe. out from the shorts. Because it, that's funny. We can get into why you liked this more when you thought as a woman. Because I immediately thought it was like this, this you know, middle-aged... It doesn't really change my feeling about it, knowing m- it's a man. Middle-aged guy with a ponytail in this cartoony, this child's cartoony-looking thing, um, doing exercise in front of the TV. Shirt. Too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts. And I am too sexy for my land. Now, the whole time, this guy, you also see some chest hair in there, too, just to bolter my argument. Um... Uh, is drinking some sort of a drink out of a, uh, out of a straw, and then you heard him finish the drink. Heads over, dances over to the kitchen. Well, does lunges over into the kitchen. Luckily, Kroger delivery and free pickup make it easy to grab what you need so you can get back to being you. So heads over to the kitchen, sees the, we see the uh, refrigerator door open, the guy's missing whatever he needs for his um, shake, his green smoothie shake, goes over to a Kroger, Fills up his car full of stuff and now is back in the kitchen making more of these smoothies. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And he's happy again. The commercial, I didn't necessarily hate it, and I probably wouldn't have even brought it up if this was the only one. I just think that there were several signifiers that sort of didn't really land with me very well, and it just seemed like a weird, a weird focus on sexiness for a guy who's working out in front of his television with an animation style that didn't seem to match the message very much and 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 I think this is the key thing here as me a person who loves going to grocery stores the grocery store trip seems so to the side of what is going on here Um, it just seems like there are so many more compelling ways to talk about why grocery stores are important in a pinch this doesn't seem very it, it just doesn't seem very relatable Oh, I don't know. It, it doesn't hit me that way. Uh, for one thing, I want, one thing I wanted to say about the song choice was that um, "I'm Too Sexy" is so is so silly now, and so so much uh, in the realm of parody that I can't see it using it for anything that was in any way um, like literal, literally about mm-hmm. sexiness. So to me, it works in this context where. 
you have a, a little round person. I thought it was a woman. It's a man. But it really doesn't change my feelings about it. Like the sort of little roly-poly, you know, average person. Um, very stylized, but but meant to be sort of a, a roly-poly person. Um, you know, it just has become, during quarantine, obsessed with working out and goes to their refrigerator to get their green their green smoothie drink or whatever it is and that's the thing that's like that's the fly in the ointment and so I can re- like I don't relate to that exact scenario but I can relate to that feeling especially because like what I've been doing during quarantine is really uh like baking a lot and when I have like everything that I need to bake except the one thing that I need it is the fly in the ointment and that's when I like run over run across the street and go to the Whole Foods um so uh, to me, like the little the the whole scenario makes sense as a as a setup to he drives to this to the Kroger, the person drops it off in his truck. I mean, in in his trunk, he, there's a no contact thing, you know. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is like it's safe to do it because you don't have to go into the store. Um, I think the scenario like makes sense to me. It just sort of resonates with me. It just seems like like if it was somebody baking and they were baking a bunch of stuff and then they suddenly realize, oh, I'm out of this thing. But the commercial uses, there's a couple of things. First of all, your thing about the song, I get it. He's supposed to be not that sexy, but I just think that either use the song for somebody who's really sexy or really a parody of sexiness. This is about fitness, not sexiness. And, and I think there I have a problem there. Like this song is a complete parody but it should be almost like a Will Ferrell-esque, ridiculous, over the top. We don't agree on that, but that's how I feel about that. But then also, just the whole point of this is just kind of like maybe be doing – there's so much of this time is used in this commercial that has nothing to do with running out of things. It's about exercising in front of your TV, which fundamentally isn't about running out of things until you ran out of his smoothie, which just seems so – it just seems like such a small detail that that's what's going to drive him to the store. I feel like there are so many other scenarios that would involve, oh, I need this, I need this, I need that. Not this thing where it's like half of the commercial is just like exercising at home without needing stuff. I don't know. It just doesn't strike me that way. Like he's exercising in the car when she's dropping off the stuff in his trunk. Like he's single-minded. But, yeah. but what are the other scenarios? So this is what I like about it, though turns out that that focuses on just one character in this whole world. They have a whole bunch of commercials that use this animation and a lot more of them take place in the grocery store and now you start to see how this animation works so well for a grocery store commercial. It almost, this little universe they created almost reminds me of a children's toy like um, Playmobil maybe or something from my youth um, where you start to see all the different I'll just like kind of like Sesame Street all the different people of the neighborhood in different grocery store scenarios nothing as specific as our exercise boy but at the end of this commercial which I'm about to play for you which focuses on the app for Kroger um, they'll say and whatever this thing is and you see our little uh, exercise boy in his kitchen again a little flashback to making his green gook but seeing all the different characters in this style of animation in like the produce section with all these bright colors it really works at Kroger we give you more ways to save on the fresh you love like the Kroger app It combines personalized coupons, fuel points, and weekly sales for the best deals. From meat, to fruits and veggies, to milk, to whatever is in that. We've always given you more ways to save, and now those savings are even better than ever. 
So a lot of what I like about that is visual, but like some of the other characters you see, like kind of the main character in this one appears to be a black man who's bald, but has kind of professorial glasses or professorial professorial glasses. I don't know if I'm using that word right. Uh, and a beard um, and kind of a turtleneck. Uh, just kind of like, you can kind of get a whole backstory on him from the way it looks. We see a, a mom giving a bottle to her kid. And just like, once you start to see all of this and then you realize, oh, exercise guy is in here too. Maybe all these people have their own little stories. I think that really starts to work for me now. Yeah, I like it too. And I, they do remind me of toys. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we had some of these as a kid. They were called Fisher Price Little People. Yes, and they had little peg bodies. Yeah, and then round heads. Mm-hmm. I think that's more than um, more than Playmobil. They were like the little stubs, right? Yeah, they little little yeah. pegs. Yep, and yep. Uh, and their heads were just little circles. Yes, exactly. And it kind of has that vibe. And now I'm really invested in this universe, and I kind of <laughs> want to see like whatever this professor guy um, You'd watch a whole is show doing. Of this. I I really might. I don't know. I find the I find the. Um, I'm gonna need to see a few scripts before I, <laughs> I make any commitments with my time. And I I think that I like, haven't finished Justified yet. So so much of this takes place in the commercial, and again, it really speaks to what I love about. Uh, uh, grocery. I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, so much of this commercial takes place in the grocery store, and with the brightness and the colors, it really makes the grocery store seem like an appealing place. Yes, like a you fun do. Neighborhood. You love bright place. colors, and you love grocery stores. Exactly. Um, hey, this is another commercial in uh, this series of Geico commercials where we have new homeowners or renters who are explaining a problem they have. Right? Yes. Uh, rat have, problem. What clock, was the rat one? It was the band rat. They say, Uh, hey, we just moved in. We love this place, but we do have a rat problem. Right, and the band rat is playing round and round uh, interminably. Uh, They have a clogging problem where some uh, Mennonite-looking motherfuckers are doing some clogging upstairs. Yeah, they're like, we love our new rental, but unfortunately we have a clogging problem. They can't sleep. They can't do anything because the family upstairs is just clogging constantly. And then I I had some beef with the one about the HOA because I didn't feel like it stuck to the wordplay. Right, but now they have another one that does speak to the wordplay. I'll just let the commercial speak for itself. We love our new home. There's so much space. We have a guest room now. But we have ants. You're slouching again, Ted. The camera pans over to reveal a woman of a certain age who's just like sipping tea and um, complaining about her nephew's uh, posture. Expired. Expired. (laughs) Expired. Now we see another woman. She's going through the refrigerator. They're just Bonnie. It's a lot of house. I hope you can keep it clean. Geico <laughs> makes bundling our home and car insurance easy. Which helps us save a lot of money. Oh, Teddy, did you get my friend request? Oh, I'll have to check. Aunt Joni's here. For bundling made easy. That's <laughs> pretty good, right? Return I, to form. Return to form, indeed. I love the ants. I love all the ants. So now I so- would watch Ant House. So the whole, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Um, by the way, speaking of that clogging commercial, I went back to it just to refresh myself today. And the number one comment that, that kind of floats to the top of the official YouTube version of that uh, commercial is posted by Greg and Marla Tucker from their official YouTube account. Okay. It says, we are honored to be part of this commercial. And for the record, we are an American family who do American clogging. We are wearing our own actual American clogging shoes. The director of the commercial had a vision that we were to look more European for this. However, our kids are not allowed to wear their <laughs> clogging shoes in the house. Smiley face. <laughs> Thanks, Geico. 
So the the people oh who were hired to clog. Oh my god! What an amazing clog, coda. Yes, right. That is phenomenal. I know. I think it's weird that they that European was the direction that they thought they were going in because yeah. it sure looks like some kind of. Um, you know Amish I thought Amish or Mennonite yeah, yeah like a very you know sort of uh, retrograde or you know uh, technology rejecting yes American t- tradition do you think I'll say this quietly so they don't hear do you think that maybe Greg and oh I'm sorry I said Marla I think it's Maria do you think Greg and Maria Tucker don't really know that actually the director was going for Amish well I assume they that, seem closer to the product I mean than we I'm are. sure they're closer to the product than we are I can believe that that was what they what they were told. I don't know if that's what the director really meant. Okay. Let's get to these Jack in the Box commercials. Okay. These are the Before tough you, ones. You're but gonna then, melt down. But then we have a really, really fun way to end Andy's corner. Okay. After that, okay. But there are two Jack in the Box commercials that are just so obnoxious and inexplicable and they are both 15 seconds long and they both play in the same commercial break every time. Yeah, you that's like a real insult to injury. Uh-huh. And you especially notice notice this with sporting events. There'll be commercials like this and they it's not it's unclear if it's a continuation or if it's just from the same universe. But well, I already set this up at the top of the show. So let me just exp- they involve something called a menutar, which is like a minotaur, right? right? But for menus. But for menus. Menu. Maybe we should do a whole show on TARS because we've got the Motar. Remind me. The Geico Motar is the guy who's half motorcycle. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Half man. That's a good point. That I wonder if there's more. Or just like a whole show on mythical creatures. Actually, I think of. we've done that. Have we? Yeah. All right. Maybe we need to do an update. So. I'm going to try to explain to you what is happening. I already told you there's eight seconds of action in this particular one I'm about to play before you just hear the voiceover at the end. And they pack so much in and it's so obnoxious. So we see a young man sitting on a bench in a barber shop about to bite into a burger, right? It's unclear why he's in a barber shop. He's not in a barber chair. I can't imagine a grosser place to eat food. Yeah, like why? Than around a bunch of like hair clippings. I mean, there is a reference later on to somebody's hair in this, but it's just, I don't understand. Like he, he's not, it's not essential that this main first character be in a barber shop. It's like he's maybe waiting to get his hair cut, but that never really pays off. But he's sitting on a bench in a barber shop about to bite into a burger. Um... As he's it's like a, eating a sandwich in a fiberglass factory. Yeah. As, which I've done, by the way. I used, to work, <laughs> I used to work in a fiberglass factory, but it, we did it in the lunchroom. Anyway, as he's about to bite into the burger, he says, this sandwich is the best or something along the lines of that. Suddenly, and this is all like live action. This is just, you know, real people. Suddenly, an animated beast appears, this menutar. It's a minotaur. But it's got these heavy metal vibes, right? It's got like a flying V electric guitar, black sunglasses. And the Minotaur is also wearing the tiny the little... The Menutar. Sorry, the Menutar is also wearing the tiny little yellow hat that the Jack in the Box character always wears. Sure. You know, the big-headed, white-headed Jack, yeah, Jack. in the Box. Jack, yeah. Speaking of Jack, Jack is on the Menutar's back mm-hmm. in this animated illustration that takes place in a real barber shop. So Jack is riding the Menutar, never has any lines. He's just there. And then the Menutar <laughs> says, 
<laughs> yeah. Suddenly, it's, you're hearing it, right? So then the menu tar says, and again, this is like I one love, second I later. I love this because it makes me feel like I'm in the pitch meeting with the people who are pitching this. <laughs> and then the menu tar says. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous to explain it. It takes. Well, what does the menu tar say? Okay, so the. <laughs> isn't that a song? What does the menu tar <laughs> say? <laughs> So the guy, so the guy about to bite in the burger says, "This this sandwich is the best." And then the menu tar says, "That burger's about to get bester, baby," or something along those lines. And suddenly, a light beam or a laser beam shoots out of the head of the guitar into the guy's burger, turning it from a single burger into a double burger. Then the minute the menu tar gestures towards somebody else who we have not even seen yet, some other customer who's sitting in a barber's chair spins around this guy's got kind of long fluffy 80s style rocker hair and a black leather jacket and the menu tar says nice mane to this new character Uh uh-huh and then the rocker guy gives the menu tar finger guns right and that's it that's what happens in eight seconds it took me four minutes to explain it what i'm hearing you say is that this commercial story really lacks the aristotelian unities didn't I say that at the top? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I already you said did. that. Yeah, yeah you know you're what? just you did. quoting me now. You did. And it's oh, it, as if this wasn't enough. It is a full-on assault of your senses. It is terrible to listen to. And I invite the listeners to listen to it now. This cheeseburger is the best. It's about to get best baby. Make it a double. Yeah. Nice, man. Try my four ninety nine Southwest Cheddar Cheeseburger. Combo. That's it. Does that make you want to eat that damn burger? No, mostly because the picture of it looks disgusting. Everything about this, this is disgusting. This cheeseburger is the best. It's about to get best baby. Make it a double. Yeah. It's nice confusing. Here's some things that are confusing to me, which you didn't even delve into. All right. Let's go back. Show me the menu tart. Just freeze on menu tart. There he there. is. Okay. Full glory. He's wearing jeans. He's wearing jeans, but over the horse part of the body. Mm-hmm. But um, he's a... He's a... He's got like a man's torso and arms, but he has a bull's head, I want to say. It's some animal's head. Like, why does the Minotaur have an animal head? That's true. A Minotaur should just have a human head. A human head. Head. Yeah. Is that always true, actually? Typically. Most most Minotaurs. Now, keep in mind, this is not a... No, look, I'm looking at pictures of Minotaurs, and they do often have horns coming out of their head. He's. I'm thinking of a centaur. You're thinking of a centaur. This, but is he's a more like a centaur because he the has horse the horse body. body whereas he's like a, a minotaur, he has like a minotaur top, but a but a centaur bottom. I guess though, he's a mentor. He's a minotaur in the <laughs> in the streets, but a centaur in the sheets. Minotaur in the front, party in the back. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have anything else about him that doesn't make sense? Like, I don't understand anything about this. Why is Jack riding him but never saying anything? I don't know. They did lose the guy who does the Jack voice, and they but they've had yeah. they hired someone else who who did a a voice alike. They're it's terrible. It's I mean, just I'm terrible. With you. And like here, because here's why I think I was especially confused because this is the type of thing again. It's very fast. I'm watching the ball game. Maybe I look away for a second because it's the commercials, and it had been my assumption that. 
he shot his guitar flame at the guy on the bench again and suddenly turned him into a rocker. Right, which like, sort kind of, of like, makes hey, sense. Hey, I took your burger, I doubled it up, and then I took your little nerdy body and I rocked you up. Right. right? I'm sorry about those words. Nobody need to hear that out of my face. But right, like, yeah, we Captain America'd you Right, or but no, it's just some other guy that the Menutar's into at the barber shop. Maybe the Menutar was there to meet the rocker guy and then he just coincidentally saw burger guy and then i guess the joke is like nice mane because to to a menu tar people don't have hair they have manes but the menu tar doesn't have a mane he no, has hair he just has hair because he's not a centaur he's a he's like a part minotaur it makes me angry this commercial is it possible really that cent- angry. centaur and minotaur have been combined to make menu tar that it's some sort of like very mm. ill-conceived portmanteau you have, you also have a guitar. Right. Like, did that play into it? Possibly. And together they all make the menu tar. Where's the menu though? But there's no also, menu. Also, yeah, like have a goddamn menu. Hang a menu off of this thing. Like I know. a sandwich board. A sandwich board. He'd be wearing a sandwich board. Because he's selling sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like... But you agree. Like, this is angry making, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels very hastily uh, conceived. And just, it's such an assault on the senses. Like, it's just so loud and obnoxious. It's it's bad to look at and bad to listen to. And then, so they play this 15-second commercial with eight seconds of action. And then they they move on in the commercial break. They'll play a couple of other commercials. And then without fail, they come back with this second commercial for the same sandwich... It's, again, 15 seconds long. I don't know how much of it's action. Um, it's the same animated duo. You got the menu, Tar, and Jack still in the same animated style. This time, though, I believe the entire surroundings are animated. This is now just a cartoon. They're not in the real world in a real barbershop anymore. Jack is no longer riding the menu tar. They're just hanging out in the parking lot like a couple of dirt bags. Jack's, <laughs> Jack's about to bite into the burger, and he says, check out my new Southwest cheeseburger. Menutar again blasts the burger with a laser from his guitar and says, let's make it a double or something like he's that. He's sort of a one-trick yeah, it's pony all he's man. Got. Pony tar. So, yeah. Then Jack and then Jack's like, "Oh, that's really good," or something. But the menu tar can't hear him because he continues to play his guitar too loud. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know. Jack tries to repeat himself, and the commercial cuts him off. Take a listen to this obnoxious shit. Get a load of my Southwest cheddar cheeseburger. Let Menutar make it a double. Yeah, it's beautiful. Say what? I said it's beautiful. Trauma five ninety nine Southwest cheddar cheeseburger combo. So one two punch of aggravation for me. Yeah. Also, that the rhythm of that end where like somebody says something and it gets cut off is a mm-hmm. it's sort of a it's a style of joke that we've heard in other things. Mm-hmm. But it's not a joke here. It's just like edited to sound like a joke. Yes, exactly. Now, I want to see. Can I find this on the fly? I should have put the link in there. There is a Spanish language version of this exact one that I like more because when um, when the Menutar can't hear Jack, he just says, eh? <laughs> is, is this it? Mira mi Southwest cheddar cheeseburger. Menutauro, la doble. Toma. Qué rica. I like the way he just yells. It is better, right? Yeah, the Spanish one is for sure better on my ears. <laughs> All right, so that that's my um, 
That's the commercial that really bums me out. But I will pull the nose back up on this negativity train. Uh, you know, Luke Burbank just mentioned this to me just kind of in passing before we started TBTL today. He's like, have you seen those Fred Armisen Google commercials? I guess these are airing on probably digital-only platforms oh, right now. I have not seen these. Yes, and there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, they're really great. So it's Fred Armisen playing a bunch of different characters. In some, he's just playing a very kind of standard kind of middle-aged guy at his house. And he, he's showing off various um, Google devices. In this one, it's the um, the Nest, which I think is kind of like their Alexa device. I think Nest, or at least the way Nest was originally branded or marketed was like to make it, to have your home be like a smart home. Like, okay. you know, temperature and stuff like that. Um, I, it may have expanded to do more smart things. Because in this one, he's using that. Um, I think that, that maybe they're all kind of coming together. Oh, no, I'm, I'm confusing it with the Facebook version of this. But he's using something called the Nest in this commercial to video chat with, I'm assuming, his dad or his father-in-law who wants to show him his rock collection. Dad. Come back to the camera. What are you looking for? There's a rock I showed you, but there's this you, one. You've showed me that already. The rock that you it found. looks like a piece of wood. Yes, the rock that looks like a piece of wood. I think it is a piece of wood, but that's... <laughs> it's not in... Yeah. Okay, maybe it's in that... Maybe it's in that bottom drawer. The one down to the right. Could it be in the attic? Look in your socks drawer. In your car? In the trunk? If you look down at your rug, is there a big lump? Could it be in a book that's actually like a little safe that you open up the book and the first page says dictionary and then it's hollowed out. You know how sometimes things end up in gloves? Might you have done that? <laughs> you get the impression that he's just riffing uh, for that one in particular. Now right? is he also, we never see the face of his father, but is that also him? It sounded like him. Oh, maybe, although he only has the one line. Yeah, but it ha this has the feel to me of a continuing saga. It definitely, I have a whole bunch here. Now, again, he plays different characters, but here is another one from the same universe. This same character, the middle-aged guy at home, is um, using the nest to make a plan for his family. He's just like kind of uh, talking to this device while he's also, by the way, writing things down in a notepad, which kind of seems old-fashioned for a tech company. All right. Hey, Google, broadcast. What's the message? Hey, everybody, uh, I've got today's schedule. Jack, you've got a harmonica class at 1.30. Hannah, you've got jujitsu at 2.15. Sweetie, virtual yoga starts really soon. Jack, feed the iguana his crickets at 2.30. Bob, you got a work call at 3 and please, oh, that's me. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, Hannah, please feed the turtle his lettuce at around 3. We got a video call with Grandpa at 4, everybody. We all got to be on that call, okay? He's got a new rock that he found. Uh, Jack, <laughs> don't forget to feed the chameleon at 4. 4.15. Hannah, feed the snake anytime this afternoon is fine. And wait a minute. Today's Friday. Disregard. Today's Friday. Disregard. Okay. Broadcasting now. Hey, everybody. Uh, I've got today's schedule. Disregard. Check disregard. <laughs> now, that's cute, but doesn't it sort of make it seem like the technology doesn't work that great? It totally does. That was my first takeaway. I mean, I love Fred Armisen as a sketch comedian and these are great little sketches of him being funny um but yes my my immediate i had like hives when that thing sent after he said disregard exactly and it reminds you of like being in our car like i have a android phone so i'm doing the okay google thing hopefully i didn't 
make anybody's uh, trigger right there. <laughs> and you know, it'll That's often be... That's why we be... say, okay, Gorgle. <laughs> Today's show title on TVTL, by the way, is, okay, Gorgle, get me a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke between Genevieve and me that has seeped into all the podcasts now. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's frustrating when it doesn't hear you right or it's trying to play music that should be on Spotify but is saying I can't find it in your podcast you're like that's because it's not a podcast right like, it's weird that this commercial ends with that bit of frustration yeah I think that's a strange choice yes and also that he's reading this list of tasks from a notepad literally with a pencil in his hand also seems sort of like I said before that part weird. actually kind of um feels very relatable I mean he's a certain he's a man of a certain age uh, probably mm-hmm. not too much older than us mm-hmm. here or playing too much older than us here and I can't be on a call for work unless I have a note. I mm-hmm. unless I have a notepad and paper in yeah, front of me. Like I could take notes on my computer. There's no yeah. reason I couldn't type my notes. But there's something about the way my brain has formed its ability to retain knowledge that I need to be writing it down. I mm-hmm. often I rarely go back and look at my notes. Occasionally I'll have written down something that's important. Mostly the act of writing it is what allows me to remember it. Do you are your notepads filled with like G H plus A W with hearts? Oh, <laughs> uh, not, not anymore. Look back no. a few years ago. Okay. My old notebook. When there was still a spark back now in, it's like back in twenty seventeen. My assets are this account. <laughs> Palimony question Palimony? mark? <laughs> not real question mark. So this is tough to narrow it down because I've only watched some of these and I'm only gonna play for you a few more, but there's a lot more. Like I'm even looking at one now where uh Maybe it's the same Fred Armisen character, a different one where he's trying to cut his own hair uh, with the help of, it looks like, some Google product. I'm not exactly even sure which one. That's very quarantine This next one, though, he's playing a very different character. His, he's doing an accent that isn't completely unlike his drum instructor accent. Um, I, think, I think it's a Germanic accent or something of that kind of area and he's playing a photographer we see him in kind of a a photography studio slash home setting and he's taking pictures of uh, using his um you know pixel for a phone he's taking pictures of a tomato plant let's try to have some more emotion can you be a little more pensive don't look at the camera yeah you guys at the top, can you uh, please um, maybe dangle more so that you are casting a shadow? Yeah. You are growing and you are still suffering because you have to come out of the plant. Droop? No, um, droop. Droop, if you can... You have a secret. Yes, you do. Ignore me. I'm snapping away. Great, 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 great. Ooh. You two are not friends with you. Now, this one's just for fun, okay? So just be tomatoes. Just, you're just <laughs> on the vine and don't move, don't move. Yes. Oh, you didn't move, okay? <laughs> I love the ending of that one. So this one's just for fun. So just be tomatoes. <laughs> I love that. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, very fun. I'm going to play one more for you, but first I want to play. I, I At one point, I definitely hear this... Um, this character that he plays, let me see. First of all, with my right hand, I'm doing a lot of what I call a paradiddle and that basically goes left, left, right, left, left, right, left, left, right, right, right. I don't know exactly what that's from. It's some skit he did that per- 
perfectly makes fun of online drum tutorials, <laughs> but I don't know why he did that. I just kind of stumbled on it a long time ago, and you can. He hear just a is a drummer who loves exploring yeah. the personalities of other people who use drums. So here's the um, final one I want to play for you. A totally different character in this one. He has. Um, God, there are so many of these. Yes, because you keep on seeing. Even when I play these, it's auto populating over to the right yeah. a whole bunch I haven't seen yet. Um, this one, uh, he's using the nest to meditate. He is wearing kind of like, I don't know, like very loose fitting clothes. He's at home in some sort of a meditation studio. He's got long shoulder length hair. He's got a little, what do you call the little, um, sand garden with the rake? He's got one a of the, zen garden. he's got a little Zen garden in front of him. Wow. She, 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 Feeling my fingers and my joints. Mm. Hey Google, play rain sounds. Hey Google, play my whales mating playlist. Hey Google, play my sperm whales playlist. What whale am I thinking of? <laughs> what goes where? Ah. Hey Google, play my orcas playlist. <laughs> that's my favorite one what i think what am i thinking of I, what whale am i thinking of i is love great. it so anyway that that's all i have for does you does it make but, you want to buy a nest no not really just yeah. makes me want to laugh makes me want to watch more of the fred armison show that's kind of how i feel about it. now i am predisposed to not want any kind of smart speaker in our uh-huh. house and we already you know we talk to our car i talk to my phone sometimes um, but I don't, we don't have an Alexa or, a, like a nest or mm-hmm. the other one. We keep calling it an Alexa, but that's actually the trigger word for it. Right. It's actually the Amazon echo. That's what it's called. Whatever, We've dude. lost the name of that. That's an interesting branding thing. Don't you think people think of it as Alexa? Yeah. Well, when you name a thing, yep. a name, yep. that's the name that people call it. I mean, I don't know how to be more clear than that. Well, you know what? Save it for Genevieve's takeover. <laughs> Cheese, but I really love cake. Oh no, Professor Bananas! Anyone else want to stage a revolution with me? If it gets completely fucked up, so what? All right, what do you got, Veeves? All right, well, my my takeover will be brief, and then we can get to the ad council. But um, Tampax has a new spokesperson. I almost said spokes critter. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a spokesperson. Uh, someone I, I still love very much, um, and that is the comedian Amy Schumer. I love her. Um, I love her, too, and and I've seen a lot of her work. So uh, she's now she's doing these commercials for Tampax, Um and I think there's a few of them, but the one that I've seen in heavy rotation um, is she's in a bath. It's a it's a very like sort of relatable scene to a lot of women. She's in a bathroom. She asks to borrow a tampon. She kind of like chokes on the word a little bit, mm-hmm. and the woman who's with her uh, offers her one, but also gives her some uh, lays lays some science on her. And the other woman, I think, 
has been a spokesperson or is another spokesperson for oh, is she? I think because I think I've seen her Maybe. like when I was putting stuff together I think I saw commercials with just her in them as well so she plays kind of the straight person in this to Amy's a little bit more over the top character hey do you happen to have a tam- a tampon what size there's more than one size <laughs> it's about your flow okay it changes so should your tampax only Tampax has five sizes and a leak guard braid. If it hurts to remove, go down. Leaks, go up. Super regular. That's my combo. Tampax, the only tampon with a leak guard braid to help give you more leak-free periods. Time to Tampax. What's your combo? Okay. Perfectly reasonable commercial. Um, it's a little misleading to say they're the only one with five sizes. Like every tampon maker makes them in multiple sizes. But maybe they maybe they have five, and they're dealing with they have five. And theirs is toasted. And theirs is toasted exactly. So, um, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I'm I'm not mad at the product per se, but I'm watching this, and Amy Schumer's character is so, like, mystified by the the human by the woman by by her own period, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I have seen this bitch do so many like incredibly visceral very explicit discussions of women's bodies in her stand-up right like there's this is a person not just that she doesn't know how periods work but she has like she's made a name for herself in knowing like things like how periods work and like you know being very explicit and comfortable talking about it so to me to have her playing a character that is both nervous to ask for a tampon and then seems mystified by the mechanics of it seems so strange to me. The last person in the world who I think of who would be shy about saying the word tampon is Amy Schumer. That's what I, because I love her. And yeah. you're like, hey, let's talk about this. And you put it in, I had never seen it before. And from the get go, when she says, do you have a tan? And she looks like she doesn't want to say it. You're Amy Schumer. You do not have a problem saying the word tampon. Yeah. And so I thought, I know there must be. Uh, footage of her doing stand-up where she's talking about periods in more detail, right? And then I stumbled upon this. uh, She did a a Netflix special called Growing. It's about when she was pregnant and like all about, mostly it's about being pregnant. But she, during that special, goes off on a tangent about what it's like. She says, first she's talking about like how it's great being pregnant because you don't have your period anymore. And then she kind of, it's really weird. You hear her describe the exact scenario of that Tampax mm-hmm. ad, but like through a through a mirror darkly. You know what I mean? Like it's like this much more profane version where she's not confused about why you might need a different size tampon. So I'm going to have you play this. I'm going to give everybody a trigger warning here. Um, she says the word pussy, and I'm not going to say p word because I'm not fucking Ben Shapiro, but it is pretty dirty. So you know. Your mileage may vary. And just to say one thing about what I just said about her being the last person who'd be shy to say that word, we had, for time's sake, we're not going to play the whole thing, but actually she does kind of riff on that idea in the stand-up, too. I didn't realize until I was queuing it up a little bit ago that she does say, we all do that thing in the bathroom where we say, do you have a tam? So in a certain way, it's almost a callback. Yeah, the, that the, part the is. Tampax commercial is almost like a callback. And so, yeah, what you're hearing her say is, uh, or what she's what she's led up to that we're going to cut out here just for time uh, is she says, you know, when you ask for a tampon in the bathroom, you kind of like whisper it and make a little gesture. I was in a gym locker room. Thank you. 
And, uh, and there were a bunch of women in there, and I didn't. And this woman across the locker room with so much confidence was like, oh yeah, I do, what size? And like, obviously I know there are different sizes of tampons, but I've never been confronted with that question before, you know? Like she's like, yeah, what's the circumference of your pussy hole? <laughs> Grande or venti, what are we plugging, bitch? <laughs> I've got Pilates, what is it? Does it keep going? And then all the other women in the locker room kind of lean in to hear <laughs> my answer, you know. And I'm just like, um, I don't know, do you have like a super Grand Canyon? I don't know. <laughs> just throw me a futon mattress, I'll just kind of squat <laughs> over it. Uh, so yeah, but that is what's weir so weird. It's like yeah. it's like the exact scenario. It's like she it's like she pre-wrote the commercial, but for a totally different kind of character. Don't you almost wonder if if like they were watching, like you yes. know, the creatives were watching this and thought, oh, she'd be a good spokesperson. We can kind of riff on this, but obviously, it's not going to be that kind of. Yeah, I understand. Thing. You don't want to have her talking about squatting over a futon. That's not Tampax's brand. But, like, I do think it's very strange. Like, why not have that Amy would be Schumer? Amazing, right? That would be amazing. Um, but why not have Amy Schumer be the knowledgeable person? Yeah, right? Right? Like, that yeah. feels like the more yeah. the more on-brand thing for her. To have her be this kind of, like, sort of uh, trepidatious character and, and sort of, like, needing to be educated character seems so off-brand for someone mm -hmm. who has such a strong brand as, like, a very fearless... Uh, talker about sex and bodies and whatever right and now have you seen this other one where she's like in in a gynecologist's yes. office and she's got a jelly donut and she's using the donut she's kind of like having the doctor explain to her how to use a tampon by inserting it into the donut Yeah, again like why is i mean i understand they i guess they feel like they need that there are women who need this education uh -huh. and maybe that's true I mean, I assume this is based on some sort of market research, but I think it's such a strange choice to have her being the person who's receiving that education. Let's take a listen to this. You know, I think I saw a shorter version. This is a full 30-second version. Again, she's in the doctor's office. Okay, no, I brought this from home, and I stole this from your bathroom. That's she's talking about the donut that she stole from home and the tampon that she took from the bathroom. Tell me if I'm doing this right. So I just kind of put it in here <laughs> like this. Into the donut Hold hole. it at the grip. Hold it at the grip. And insert from the tip okay. to the grip before you plunge. Right. Oh, so just the string is hanging out. That's it. <laughs> if you don't get it in far enough, you'll feel like you need to waddle. If Perfect. It happens, mm -hmm. <laughs> it takes a bite put of the your, donut. Put your finger. Finger and just push it in a little more. What I always say. She says, <laughs> push it in a little bit more. It's what I always say. That's kind of dirty, right? It's very dirty. I actually do appreciate this one a little bit more, although I think it's a weird casting choice for Amy Schumer to be confused about how to uh -huh. use a tampon. I love the frankness of it. I mean, this is a, this is a thing that, like, as a, like for teenage girls, like, there really is a lot of uncertainty and it and and people have you know I have a hard time talking frankly with you about it so I really appreciate the message I just think the messenger 
is like slightly weird. Yes, I agree. And, and not that she's weird for a tampon ad. I think she's great for a tampon ad. I just think it should be like slightly, I don't know, shifted so that she is more on her own brand. Would you say slightly doctored? <laughs> yes, yeah, slightly doctored. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. You thought I was going to play the Dr. Doctor song, but yeah. I didn't because I'm unpredictable. Um, just a little bit of feedback from the listeners today as we check in with the Ad Council here. Listener Mason found a clip of... Um, Mason's really bringing it lately. Yeah. What else has Mason brought to us lately? What have you done for us lately, Mason? Um, I know Mason sent us something that we really got into, and I'm, I'm blanking now mm. on what it was. Well... Learn to play the trumpet, then get back with me. But it wasn't a trumpet. What was I? Uh, uh, Mason sent us the Big Mix cereal, the shitty knockoff oh, of Honey Bunches yes, of Oats. Oh, yes, 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 um, Anyway, uh, we have now for two episodes in a row. And, the, and, the, and the sexy cascade ad. Oh, right, right. The weird swingers one. Yeah. Sort of. Wannabe swingers. Um, so we've been talking a lot about the Mandy Patinkin uh, commercial where he plays Teen Angel, basically a dead teenager saying, back in my day, we used to drink Coke. We loved it. It was really, really great with burgers. Gosh, we loved cola so much. But now the kids are drinking 7-Up, and that's good, too. <laughs> kind of. That's yeah. kind no, of that's, the commercial, that's right? That's the story. It's just like, uh, gosh, like this, we And he's so like this, this shimmery ghost teenager who's yes. like, you know, talking to us from the great beyond. It's definitely a weird move. Well, Mason found a clip of one of the commercial's creators. I don't know if this is the director, a producer. I couldn't find that information. But th- this is about a minute and a half clip of him talking about how a young, unknown actor named Mandy ended up getting cast in that exact commercial. Somebody at the agency uh, had a dentist who he said had a black leather jacket from that exact era. So we contacted the dentist and he was happy to let us use his jacket. He said, hey, I've got a patient. Uh, Might be just just right for this. He's he's the right age. He's an acting student. He's, 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 I think, very, very good. Why don't you give him a try? And so so just to get this, know? so they have an idea for a commercial, <laughs> but they're like, but we got to get the perfect teen angel jacket. Sure. So let's start with the jacket. I know a guy. He's my dentist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's call the dentist about the jacket. Now the dentist is like, I guess I'm a producer. <laughs> now that I have your ear and a casting agent, yes. Why don't you check out? How this, does the dentist even know if he's a good actor? <laughs> well, he says that he's like an acting student. Yeah, but whatever. how does he know he's good? Well, I guess that's what the. Um, Why? How would a dentist even identify if he was good? This is so great. So we did. It turned out to be a guy named uh, Mandy Patinkin. Now, the, uh, whoever edited, I don't know what this clip is from. We actually. Uh, see another commercial in the series. We're going to come back to this interview in a second, but in this clip, we see Mandy Patinkin again as dead teen angel, and this time he's uh, hanging out at a drive-thru. We don't see the whole thing. This is confusing. This raises more questions. We got to find this whole I looked for it. I couldn't find it. He drives up in a ghost car. Right. Teen angel. After the old mall shop closes, I come out here where I had my last date with Betty Lou back in 57. It's so grim. 
Boy, they never had shows like this. Now, do you notice the sound? It sounds like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds playing in the background. And he said, oh, they never had films like that this. That would track sort of with the timeline of when he's supposed to have served, like when his ghost is hanging around, right? Yeah, so here, take a listen. Closes. I come out here where I had my last date with Betty Lou back in 57. Boy, they never had shows like this. In them days, if a guy let on he was even thinking about stuff like that, he'd have been cruising for a bruising. Big. Lots of stuff thinking has changed, what? I guess. I'm wondering if there's an edit there or if they took out something because it sounds like... Yeah, I don't know. He says... I think he says... Back in my day, if a guy even thought about doing that, he'd be cruising for a bruising. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either, but the timing for the birds would be right because the birds came out in 63. Okay. Like, uh, where's the colas, huh? A hot dog and an uncold. Okay, so we're back okay. to the uncola thing. Now, after a lot of exposition, we get to the uncola yes, part of right? this commercial. It's like Andy's corner up in this. All right, so now we're going to go back to the this unknown. This is so wild. Isn't this great? And the, let's go back to the interview I now. demand that Mandy Patinkin put the second commercial also up on Twitter. <laughs> I demand it. In those days, he was in high school. He hadn't even gone to, away to acting school yet. We had to put the shoot off for a couple of days because the time that we had scheduled conflicted with Mandy Patinkin's high school graduation. <laughs> so uh, we, 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 we got that straightened out. And then I think it just goes to the full version yeah. of the original commercial so wait, so we saw. He, so he tells us, Mandy Patinkin tells his dentist uh-huh. of the cool black jacket fame, yeah, I'm in acting school. And then there, the dentist tells the director, hey, I one of my patients is in acting school. And then they go and they try to cast him. He's like, well, I'm about to go to acting right. school. Right. Well, I'm more like planning to go to acting school. But it really does speak to, I bet you Mandy Patinkin was so charismatic as a teen as much as he is today. I also you know? cannot believe that he was really the right age there. He looks so old for a teenager Yes, to he does. He's swarthy, isn't he? He is very <laughs> weathered as a teen. Okay, so only because we're now playing Mandy Patinkin clips and we're going to wrap up the show here in a second. Um, I was telling you about something that was a kind of viral video where Mandy Patinkin is being interviewed on, you know, a dumb morning show, sorry, called Good Day New York um, about Homeland, about some of his, his other things. And he's being interviewed by uh, a couple of co-hosts, a man and a woman. You've seen this before. They're sitting on a couch. They're being interviewed. Or he's being interviewed. Show. Oh, all the time. We took them when they were little kids from the get-go. And Any funny experiences with taking your son to a... Uh, there, there was one not that long ago. It was actually during the first season of Homeland, though. I was sitting with Gideon, who's now 26, and a guy, very fancy guy, acted very full of himself like he was Mr. Rich. Wait, Mandy, and, yeah. hold that story. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. He's going. His wife is in labor. So one of the co-hosts, the male co-host, gets up I love and that is his, rushing off that the That his co-anchor screen. like had a death grip on his arm, like, don't leave. Yeah, I know. She's about to go floating in space by herself now. Oh, my God, how thrilling. <laughs> He's going to have a baby. Mazel tov. All right, Dave, call us when the baby... Oh, uh, my God, that's yes. so thrilling. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm happy that his wife is in labor, and I'm happy that you and I can continue Is this talking. his first kid? His first kid. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. that is the he most just, exciting thing I've ever just, had happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he got the email. He's like, oh. you need to come to the hospital right now. Oh, so. how thrilling. Isn't that great? 
Oh my God! I know. To right, hell so with me! Let's, no, 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 no! Let's cut away let's, to the hospital. No, no, there, no, there were no cameras in the hospital <laughs> oh, room, but wow. we wish Jackie well if she's watching right now. That um, is thrilling. Tell us about your experience with your son. Oh, Go to hell with me! Oh, let's. No, no. <laughs> All right, no. I, uh, then let's get back to Homeland. I right. need to know. G give us a hint on the. Body I love this bag. woman. She is a professional. Uh, I, Nothing's I, getting I her can't off tell script. you anything about that, but I will tell you there was an incident. I, I'm so excited. You promised me you'll call me and I tell promise. me how. I we'll promise. We'll call Does you. he know if it's a boy or a girl? He does, but I don't know if he wants us to say oh, it Oh, okay, yet. okay, I'll okay. I'll whisper later. Oh, this is thrilling. This is thrilling. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this is real life. Well, I hope uh, the viewers will tune in. Are you, do you have something on your website we'll that they'll keep people yeah, we updated? Have Facebook. Do you do Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff? I don't know how to do anything <laughs> like that, but I will call you. I have, yes, call me. I have people. They will help me call. You, you know? Don't worry, Chloe and I. We were. We're. we're Isn't touching. this exciting? This is beautiful. We're having a. Ba we're oh, having we're a having baby. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> on from there by the way this is from 2012 she keeps on trying to get the interview back on track he keeps on saying i don't care yeah, i love it i love that i love that you can see them both like she's got a job to do and she's not quite sure but she's gonna do the job okay this show is going on longer um than i expected so i i have a special message here directly to one of our ad counselors harvey if you're listening I saw the video for the Carnival Cruise Line commercial that you posted to Facebook. And you said, here's one that popped in my head. Someone please call in and sing this jingle. I have too many I already want to call in to sing, but I haven't yet. Harvey. <laughs> None of that makes sense to me. You have a whole bunch, but you're not too busy because you haven't called in yet. So, yeah, and you're not too busy to post stuff on Facebook. And you're just saying somebody else, maybe even somebody who's already called in to sing a jingle to us, something you've never done, Harvey. Yeah. You're just posting the songs to Facebook and then ordering your fellow ad counselors to call in. That's not how it works. No. That's not how you get an associate producer credit on this show. This is a wonderful song for Carnival Cruise Lines, sung by Kathy Lee Gifford, and the audience wants to hear it, but I'm not going to play it until no. Harvey calls in. That's right. And sings it for us. What's the number? 607-444-5597. I just want to make sure that Harvey has it. Yeah, that's it. No excuses. All right. So I guess we can maybe forward promote to next week and say that we will be hearing from Ad Counselor Harvey. Looking forward to it. Me too. You can sell anything you can sell anything and for the rest of you don't be a harvey give us a call 607-444 unless harvey calls in and then do be a harvey exactly harvey and gallant 607-444-5597 607-444-5597 that's the phone number to call you don't have to sing when you uh, call in you can ask us questions or suggest things or whatever but also that's the number to call if you want to leave us a jingle um, you can visit us at the Facebook group. There's a lot of fun things happening there. And you can email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. All right. What a fun show. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Find out all the reasons we the shit, then you the shit. Yeah, pooping on the track. Call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can sell anything.